Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck It All podcast. This is your host, Elias Rush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing The Godfather, part two. The Godfather part two is a 1974 American epic crime film. The film is produced and directed by Francis Ford Coppola. FFC, my man. Um, like I said in The Godfather Part 1, I believe this is going to be the third film that I've covered for Francis Ford Coppola. We've covered The Godfather 1 as well as Apocalypse Now. Coppola is quickly becoming one of my favorite directors to watch. Um, obviously, this is a 74 movie, so this movie is 50 years old, almost, almost 50 years old. Um, so it's not like he's freshly on the block. So me saying Francis Ford Coppola is, uh, <laughs> oh, I will, Ewan. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, hearing Francis Ford Coppola is a good director is like saying water's wet, like no shit. So the, um, the main thing about this movie is let's think talk about the main thing about these two movies just as an overall thought for people that are like what the fuck is a godfather why should i give a shit why why do i give a shit about the godfather well the godfather one and two basically kind of coexist together as um as a story that follows the immigrant story very much in the guise and in the realm of what it would be like to <clears throat> be an immigrant coming from Europe to America. Now, obviously there is the factors that there's this giant mob family, there's the, the, the Italian mob, but you know, this movie, the original Godfather and the Godfather part two, they are shot and they feel authentic almost like we are living through uh or we're watching a documentary on these individuals like it, it feels that authentic and i've given uh, uh i've given shit to movies for going way over a three-hour runtime now the thing about these two movies both these movies have a, a well over three-hour runtime this hell this is a I think the Godfather Part Two is two hundred and two minutes. So, what is that? I can't do the math off my head, but that's like two. That's like three hours and twenty minutes, or something like that, give or take credits. Like it's a long, chunky movie. The first movie, you can do a three-hour movie. It's blocked off into three separate sections so it's like watching three separate episodes of a miniseries which is pretty easy for most people watching netflix or something you know watching a 10-hour thing in two days is not unheard of anymore but sitting down for a three-hour four-hour uh you know movie seems like quite a feature but francis ford coppola does an amazing job with uh the pacing of these two movies now the first one was notoriously known for just a, you know, kind of being a, a cataclysm of uh, lightning in a bottle, but he was able to do it again in the second one. Appreciate it, um, Ewan. 
I, uh, he's able to do it again, capture more of that lightning in a bottle feeling, but extending the story without doing too much of a repeat. And I think that that's why The Godfather Part Two works. It's an extension of the story. It's not just saying, hey, remember this, remember this, remember this, didn't you like this, didn't you like this? Um, but with saying that, the first movie divided into about three separate hours of a movie. This second movie is way more of two separate movies pushed together and it brings a more of a, a coherent story that way. And actually, from hearing the behind the scenes, Francis Ford Coppola basically shot two hour and a half movies. And when he said was he was having trouble, uh, you know, editing them in a way that made sense. And so when he, I, I don't remember if it was his editor or if, if it was a different editor, it might've been his wife. Um, but when they put the two movies together, individually, the two movies are kind of flawed. The, the two separate times of the part of Godfather part two, basically you have the pre Godfather and then the post Godfather time timelines. And so part two is explaining it's like a prequel and a sequel at the same time. And so it's, uh, it's very involved in understanding the characters that you knew and loved, but it's also expanding the world in the ways that we like. That's why I think Godfather Part Two is is even. It, I think the reason that most people might hold Godfather Part Two in higher regard than possibly even the first one is because of the meaning of the story. the 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 immigrant story doesn't feel like it comes through until you actually see it portrayed by De Niro. Biggest thing, I had no idea about this movie. We're going to start talking about the cast and whatnot. Obviously, most people are going to want to know, should I watch the movie? Should I watch The Godfather? If you have not watched The Godfather, absolutely. If you're a cinephile, if you're just like movies, if you want to be entertained, all of the above, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, you're going to enjoy the hell out of them. Um, Godfather 3, I've talked about it a uh, little bit. Basically, it becomes that generic, uh, it, it becomes way more of a generic crime mafia story but with saying that i do think the first two are up there with the greats they, they are some of the greatest movies um made of all time because of the subject matter the way that it tackles all of the subject matter the way i mean obviously the acting the directing but it like i said it feels like you're a fly on the wall and you are um, basically sitting on the shoulders of uh Don Corleone as he's coming across into uh, Ellis Island and you know you're really kind of getting an idea of the struggles of this um, young man and how he eventually becomes you know out you know Robert De Niro is kind of he feels like he's playing the Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio part in The Departed but in like the 1920s or something like that. And so like he's really becoming indoctrinated into the the underground world and so that's what godfather part two feels very much like is that he's understanding the the ropes of uh of society and how he's going to you know become successful in this in this game 
And so, uh, yeah, continuing on. Should you watch it? Absolutely should watch it. I, let's, let's just get that out of the way. So, yeah, it's produced, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, loosely based on the 1969 novel, The Godfather by Mario Puzo, who co-wrote the screenplay with Coppola. It is both a sequel and a prequel to the 1972 film, The Godfather, presenting parallel dramas. One picks up the 1958 story of Michael Corleone, uh, played by Al Pacino, the new Don of the Corleone family. I won't really, I mean, since this is technically the sequel to the first Godfather, we're, there's going to be Godfather um, spoilers in this. So just from here on, we're going to have spoilers from this little section of the first movie. I'll let you know very clearly when we start talking about um, spoilers for this movie. But since this is a, a, a sequel, we're going to talk about the original Godfather too. The biggest thing I had no idea about the Godfather. Now, um, so the biggest thing about the Godfather, I had no idea. Two things. One, I had no no idea um, Robert De Niro was in the second movie. It, it, I don't feel, feel like any of the advertisements of the Godfather Part Two have De Niro as like the poster or anything like that. I think the poster is just um, Al Pacino, which I find kind of fascinating. There's a whole lot of De Niro, Pacino kind of energy that you would expect to be um, slapped on the poster at this point, but it's it's really not. It's very much look at look at the Godfather and then look at Francis Ford Coppola. If you just look at the uh, the posters and everything that's it's it's uh, marketing that's not the actual trailer. I'm just surprised that I've never seen or even heard that um, De Niro was uh, Vito Corleone as a younger man. So, um, yeah, the biggest thing I didn't know was De Niro was in it. And the other thing was that the Godfather in the original one, he dies. Like, I was like, wait, what? I was like, are you gonna kill the, are you gonna kill the Godfather? And the Godfather, I was like, oh my God. The biggest thing about the Godfather, it'd be like having Darth Vader or something like that die in the first hour and a half, I don't know, of the first franchise of the Star Wars movie, of A New Hope. Uh, it, it was, I mean, there's characters that I guess don't make it through the whole time, but it, this is just like the main guy. I'm like, it's so ballsy that they basically take the Godfather off the board for like all of the second act of the first movie. That was the biggest thing I had no idea to expect. I was like, damn, and the movie still works. Like all of the family has such different dynamics that you're almost, you're always entertained, never bored. The Godfather, it's an amazing movie. And I got to say, um, you know, Marlon Brando as the Godfather is just, is just, immensely watchable like my goodness he's only in i'd say a handful of scenes if in less than half the movie of the first one and you're like this you just want to watch more you could probably watch three hours of just brando um you and i, I didn't uh check to see if uh you had watched the godfather before but um are you a fan um 
continuing on. So yeah, I had no idea that the first movie was essentially the downfall of Vito Corleone and the rise of Michael Corleone. So the new dawn of the Corleone family, protecting the family business in the aftermath of an attempt on his life. The prequel covers the journey of his father, Vito Corleone, played by De Niro, from his Sicilian childhood to founding of his family enterprise in New York City. The ensemble cast also features Robert Duvall, Diane Keaton, uh, Talia Shear, Shire, who is, I think, Coppola's sister, uh, Morgana, or Maria King, John Cazali, uh, Mariana Hill, and Lee Strasberg. Following the success of the first film, Paramount Pictures began uh, developing a follow-up with many of the cast and crew returning a Returning, Coppola, who was given more creative control, wanted to make both a sequel and a prequel to The Godfather that would tell the story of the rise of Vito and the fall of Michael. Principal photography began in October 1973 and wrapped up in June 1974. The Godfather Part Two premiered in New York City on December 12th, 1974. I'm sure that was a great opening godfather in christmas time just it works and was released in the united states on december 20th 1974 i thought this was huge um receiving divisive reviews from critics its reputation however improved rapidly and soon became the subject of critical reappraisal it grossed 48 million in the united states in Canada and up to $93 million worldwide on a $13 million budget, which is fucking crazy. It's like Mario doing that, uh, making a billion dollars off of a $100 million budget. I mean, it's almost the same if you look at the scale of it. Um, the film was nominated for 11 Academy Awards and became the first sequel to win best picture although i'm pretty sure empire strikes back could have could have had something up there i don't think it empire strikes back had come out yet actually um it's six oscar wins also include best director for coppola best supporting actor for de niro and best adapted screenplay for coppola and puzo uh, pacino won best actor at the BAFTAs and was nominated at the Oscars. Music by uh, Nino Rota. I want to say that's the that's the same one as the first one. Let me see. Let me just confirm that real quick because I love the the music in it is and uh, the Godfather just feels it, it it puts you in the feels if you know what I mean. Let me see the film here. Nina, yeah, same. Same music by Nino Rota, William Reynolds, and Peter Zinner were the editors of the first one. We have some of the Peter Zinner's back, 
Barry Malkin, Richard Marks as the editors. Cinematography of the second one is by Gordon Willis. Um, same guy that was in the first one. And I think one of the biggest things that puts these two movies, The Godfather and The Godfather 2, Part 2, up as some of the best looking movies, not only is the, the cinematography, but the uh, the look of them is just, it, it has so much texture in it. And when they're in uh, Sicily and Italy and the, the plains, it's beautiful. Absolutely amazing vistas um, shown. And everything feels so authentic. It's amazing how authentic that this uh, film feels, you know? In comparison to like movies made today, which feel CGI heavy, fake, this, that, the other, you know what I'm saying. So like its predecessor, Part 2 remains a highly influential film, especially in the gangster genre. It is considered to be one of the greatest films of all time as the rare example of a, a sequel that may be superior to its predecessor. Um, I think like Empire Strikes Back probably could be the other one. The only thing about these two movies is it kind of feels like it could be over at the end of this one. Like, like Empire Strikes Back, you need more story. The end of Godfather Part Two, I feel like you could just, you can kind of guess where the end of the end of it goes. Let me see. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Like, at at the end, it ends perfectly. Oh my goodness, I love the ending to this movie. Um, but anyways, yeah the the difference is this movie definitely feels like it's it's ending the story as opposed to like uh, Empire Strikes Back where it's still continuing on. Anyways, um, I digress. In nineteen ninety seven, the American Film Institute (AFI) ranked it the 32nd greatest film in American history, film history, and it retained its this position 10 years later um, and was selected for preservation in the U.S. National Film Registry of the Library of Congress in 1993, being deemed culturally, culturally historically, or aesthetically significant. The Godfather, part three, Ruins that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The Godfather Part Three, the final installment in the trilogy, was released in 1990, which I guess is 26 years later. Um, is that right? 26 or 16 years later? Sorry. Um, unlike the previous films, Part Three received generally mixed reviews from critics, and I have seen Part Three. It is kind of like I said, it's it's way more of a generic story. And doesn't look nearly as good too. Very sound stagey. So um let me see anything else before we get into the spoilers for this movie. The first movie was made on a six to seven million dollar budget with 175 minutes runtime, and it ended up bringing 250 to 290 million dollars. This movie sitting at a 200, sorry, sitting at a three hour and 10 minute runtime, give or take credits, it doubled the budget to 13 million, but the box office was only 48 to 93 million. So didn't quite gross as much. I wonder if this, uh, I don't, 
I wonder if that includes uh yeah oh some don't have international so international grosses before 2010 are hard to claim okay so that that's the problem there maybe they did maybe they didn't so it's give or take so um yeah let me see it looks like this movie plot is going to be divided up into the two different uh the two different the, we're going to divide this plot up into the two different storylines so uh let's do the veto storyline first so from here on just want to let you know you and if you're still in the chat listening um we are going to discuss spoilers for the godfather part two right here right now and again if you're listening live on uh uh twitch then you'll be getting this you know you'll be getting it live free uh everyone else is going to have to subscribe to the patreon.com slash look podcast for the entire review you know where to find it if you need the links go to look podcast.com or it's in the links in the description thank you and uh again if you are dropping off here you don't want to hear the spoilers thank you for listening watching look at all podcasts remember subscribe follow five stars whatever you got to do to support the podcast and uh i appreciate you